Words appear. The Meet Me series. More words appear. Brought to you by Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Hello everybody, welcome to another season of Meet Me here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Brought to you by VIP Tech and sponsored by Osnap. With formulations that can boost your energy, help you sleep and rejuvenate your DNA among others. Osnap is the right packet for you. Remember, if you like what you're about to hear, hit that like button. And subscribe, making sure to hit that notification bell so you're notified when we go live or upload a new video. Additionally, we do stream on our Facebook page, Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? And on Twitter, at Blind Whose. Now this year, we this season rather, we are doing something special. We are separating the various shows into separate podcasts so if you don't want to subscribe to the main channel you can always just subscribe to the shows you want to hear whether it be meet me whether it be the saturday night adult party whether it be blind like me or blind handyman or even arts you can go look for that particular show's name in whatever podcast catcher you like whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, even the Victor line of players. And uh, it'll bring it up and uh, you'll be able to subscribe to that particular episode. Additionally, you can send me an email if you want a recording of the audio or video of this episode. Just send us an email. Meet me on blindlife at gmail.com. Again, that's meet me on blindlife at gmail.com. This is a new season here on Meet Me on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? This is season two, episode one. And I'm glad to say that we found a great man to interview with. I first met this man back on Becca's World. Uh, we collaborated with uh, Becca herself to appear on her Blind View, uh, the show that offered you blind opinions on various uh, topical news items. Uh, but we've since moved on from that show, and now we're actually collaborating on a show on our channel called The Blind Perspective. And that started on Saturday, although he wasn't there for that show. Uh, apparently, I screwed up with the link. Uh, it was just Claudia and myself talking about whether we believe COVID affected the blind and disabled more than others. And uh, as much as uh, all the organizations were saying that it did. Uh, we had quite the healthy discussion, and it would have been great to have him there. But again, I'll admit it, I screwed up on the link. So he'll be on Saturday's episode, uh, where we'll be bringing up a whole new headline topic, and uh, we'll give you the blind perspective on that.
For now, I present you Leon Hosea on Meet Me. Leon, thank you and welcome to being on the show. Mm-hmm. How, um, what is your visual acuity at this point? I am totally blind. And do we know what that stems from? Glaucoma and diabetic retinopathy. Oh, wow. Same thing I had. Did you, were you always like that or? Um, I became diabetic at the age of, well, they found I was diabetic at the age of 15 when I was a freshman in high school. Right. And so, um, it was one from there. Okay. And, and how old were you when you finally lost your sight? I was 27. Oh, wow. And was it a gradual loss? Nope, it just, like, um, I went to the eye doctor. They said uh-huh. my eyes were bleeding. Um, I got to say, just, like, within, I found out in, I want to say, beginning of May of 2014, mm-hmm. then come July, I was fully blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I had the same thing, exactly the same. Did you get the shunt in place in your eye or no? Nope. No way. You got lucky that way. Mm. Well, <laughs> I don't know how lucky <laughs> you would call that. I mean, I lost it between, uh, what was it? April and December of 2002. Mm. So, um, how old are you now, if I can ask? 34. 34. Okay. Um, and did you, I mean, was it a surprise to your family? I mean, how did your family deal with it? Um, at first they didn't believe me. They didn't um, believe you. They didn't believe me, but they thought I was just, I was playing around and I told them, look, I can't really can't, I can't, I really can't see. Right. See, when I came back home, um, I still could see out of one eye. Right. And so the whole month of June, they just, you know, like I said, we had some family issues that we were trying to work out. And mm-hmm. I guess they, they just didn't believe me. And then one morning I woke up, I, my left, my right eye was just literally because it was gradually going out throughout the morning. And this was in Houston, Texas, was it? Yep. Okay. And you've always lived there in Houston? Yep. So my, well, you- my six months, I stayed in Austin, Texas for the, for the school for the blind. Ah, I was going to ask you that if you spent any time there. And how did you find your experience there? I mean, I hear stories of people saying that uh, schools for the blind were really bad. It depends what you put into it. You know, um, you know, when I came there, I was already, you know, before I even came to Chris, I was already in school. Right. And that's when I realized I needed to go. Oh, okay. I needed a lot of work. I needed a lot of work done on me, sure. and so I came there with the purpose, like, "Hey, I'm I'm not here to you know to to to, to mess around." Even though you know, even though I had fun there, but my main goal was to get what I needed and get out. Right, right. So, I mean, there's stories of of the kids getting abused and stuff. Oh like no! That. Oh oh no! No, um, I went in. I went in the in the, in the school part. I was in the the adult part because it. The school, I'm sorry, I, t- I said that wrong. The, 
my, the school for the blind for the adults is called Chris Cole. Okay. The, but the school, the Texas school for the blind is right across the street. That's what like the, for like kids under eight, well, under 18. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was no kind of abuse there. Cause oh, I no. know, I know several people who went to that school. Um, in fact, Phil Parr, Don Shaw, a whole bunch of people, uh, went to that school. Um, and they had nothing but good to say about that school. And, and I'm wondering, did you graduate from high school there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and from there, did you go straight into college? No, I took a year off from school after uh-huh. I graduated. I started working and that's when I found I wanted to, that's when I figured out what I wanted to do, which oh, I kind of okay. employ everybody to do if they can, because college isn't for everybody, you know, and, um, you know, I started, I worked a little, I worked a little, you know, nickel and dime jobs, you know, working for a Kroger grocery store here uh-huh. and working for, you know, a restaurant called TGI Fridays. Oh yeah. And then, you know, my dad was working for Continental Airlines at the time. I remember putting in an application one day, this was months before they called. And one, one day in April, my dad said, Hey, Come on against, they want you to come do an interview. And mm-hmm. I did that and they had a big job fair. And you know, that's why I've been there, you know, I was there for, you know, that's why I fell in love with my, you know, with my job. Right. What I wanted to do in life. Right, right. I mean, are your parents, uh, still around? No, my mom passed in 2011. Matter of fact, this coming Monday will make 11 years that, that she's passed. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that's okay. It's just, you know, shocked everybody, but you know, I got, I just take it one day at a time. Were you close with your mom? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And your dad? Mm-hmm. He's still around, I guess. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and has he, has he and your siblings learned to accept your blindness? Well, like I said, they had much, didn't even have much of a choice. He was going to accept <laughs> it. Up true. Very true. You're right. You're right. Uh, and do, do they sometimes screw up with you in terms of, I always remember you as sighted, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. a lot of times they, they'll forget, like they'll tell me, um, something's over there. I tell them like, Hey, why are you yeah, yeah, over yeah. There? they use the dreaded over there. So. You know, like tell me exactly where it's at. Don't tell me it's over there, like way over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and every once in a while they'll leave leave cupboards open and stuff like that. No, what they'll do, um, they'll my my main thing is they'll just get up and do stuff for me, which I, I'm trying to go do, and they'll do it. I'm like, no, I need to, you know, let me do it. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And and at what point? Now you're in college right now. Mm-hmm. And at what point did you figure out? you wanted to go to college? Well, um, I figured that out. I want to say in 20, uh, let me get, let me get this straight now. I want to say in 2016, mm-hmm. when we did the, um, the introduction to blindness class, the lighthouse for the blind in Houston. Right. And so we did that. And then, and I, I was meeting other blind people. I'm like, wow, they're just living, you know, that, you know, they're making it. And what happened, what really opened my eyes was the way I wanted to go to school was I went to, I mean, at the Delahouse for the Blind, uh-huh. they had a science experiment with, with, with Rice University, which is like a top, 
a top school in the country here in Houston. Sure. I mean, it's, it's a prestigious school. That's where all mm-hmm. the doctors and engineers go to. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and it's private. And it costs, a, it's very expensive. So right. I went, I did think, little did I know we was a science experiment. We were the experiment. Basically, oh, they were just trying to see, you know, how blind people could, you know, like different sounds and stuff. And no joke, as the only blind person that, that, that was with it, that, that was in, in there, I was, I was literally hanging around, you know, hanging out, you know, hanging with the, the Rice University students. I'm like, you know, if I can do that, if I can hang with them, I can go to, I can go to school anywhere. Right, right. You know, and I'm like, I was actually stunning them and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I have, again, I haven't always been blind. I know, I do know a little bit of stuff, but, mm. you know, I was staying with them. I'm like, you know what? I made my mom going back to school. Yeah. And you didn't find yourself intimidated or anything? No, it wouldn't. No, I wasn't. It's just, my thing was, <clears throat> my man, after that point, my main thing was getting training and, um, and paying for school. Little did I know in the state of Texas. Sure. You know, blind, blind, you know, blind client, you know, blind folk can go to school for free as long as it's, it's a public, a public university or college. Right, right. And so I took that, you know, I went to Chris Cole, um, May of 2017. And, you know, after, you know, I graduated November 20, November of 2017. And I, I came back from, from, from Austin, Texas. I hit the ground running with school. Sure, sure. And at that point, I mean, what did you end up uh, going into college for? Um, I went to for engineering at first, but that's uh-huh. since, what I don't say it's it's been changed. But I'm doing two I'm doing two um school programs now, engineering okay. and diesel um diesel mechanics. Okay, is there uh, is there do the two have something to do with each other or well, are they? You know, engineers can design um. You know, you know they can design diesel engines and, and diesel vehicles, right? And they cost diesel, diesel. You know, they basically fix them. Okay, so you're getting a more in depth look at mm-hmm. the diesel part of things as opposed to just focusing on the engineering. Well, basically, engineers, engineers, both is basically mostly theory. Right. Right. You know, and all that, and these mechanics is basically actually taking it apart and putting it back and figuring out what's wrong with it. Now, I have to ask, though, I mean, were you worried at all about going to school, about how you would get your textbooks, stuff like that, as a Um, That's always been, since since I've been, yes, that's always been one of the main problems. Right. But my thing is, you know, if I if I get to it early enough before school starts, everything will be okay. Right. See, this is why, you know, doing a, you know, doing a winter break, I I kind of hate it because right. every, you know, doing a winter break, everybody that they're trying to, you know, close up early and, and go and go on vacation for for about a month. Right. And so I'm just sitting here, you know, theorizing, you know, what can I do once school opens back up in the beginning of January. Sure, sure. And so, and that's the problem I hate. Unlike, unlike you know, after the, during summer break, I have plenty of time. Right, right. And and I mean, did you get it electronically or in braille? I started to lately, but at first I was still getting the big the big textbooks. Right. 
And so right. what, what we would do, they were basically like the, the, the technology person at my school. I would get a tech to it, to email my, my instructors and say, Hey, what chapters are y'all doing in the textbook? She would literally, and I'll give her my textbook and she would go down like digitally, like copy, like she would photo, she would photocopy each chapter that I needed and she would, you know, put on a the computer, then put on a flash drive for me. Oh, okay. But okay. now I just get the, and now I just get the, the ebook now and just go with it from there. Yeah. yeah. Do you read Braille a little? Um, I, again, I know the, the alphabet and the numbers, but other than that, no, cause it takes so long to learn it. Right. I mean, right. it takes years, it takes years of studying Braille. And that was my main, that was my main gripe with, with, with Chris Cole. I'm like, why are you trying to teach me Braille right now when I'm only here for a few months? Right. I mean, yeah. that's, I, and that's something I want to attack when I get home. And I, and I don't have the, I don't have the time. To, to do that, you know, once I come home, really, I don't like right now. They still want me to do, but I'm like, I don't have time for that. Right. You know, yeah. I'm I'm already I have my skirts already packed enough as it is. Right. Sure. Sure. And do you do you in your course design um, projects and stuff like that? Um, with... In the engineering course, we do. Uh huh. But it's more of what it's it's more of this, you know. Um, how can I put it? It's more of, you know, um, designing something and, and, and making a budget for it. Oh, okay. That's about it. But other right. than that, like I say, the, the actual, the actual building, building of a, of a project is going to be years down the road. And that's mm-hmm. why I decided to take up diesel maintenance too, because the way that, the way things are going, I'm going to be in school for engineering for quite a bit of while longer now because they keep going back on the virtual and I can't, uh, I'd rather be in person. It must be really hard for you. I mean, not just, <clears throat> excuse me, not just for you, but for uh, anyone getting into engineering because there's so many facts that you need to memorize. Well, that's the thing. Um, they'll tell you this in, in your very first engineering course, which is Introduction to Engineering. Uh-huh. They'll tell you this, like, hey, you go, you know, what's going to, you know, how, you know, the different, the different engineering fields, you know, setting a budget, you know, studying. It's not easy at all. Oh, and plus all the math that you're going to have to know. Right. Not only that, the, the chemistry, you have to learn the physics. And, and I, you know, and now, and it's just, it's not hard. Well, I can say it is hard, but it's not undoable. It's just, it's, it's just very time consuming. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, I was in college and I've heard stories that every college student has something about their course that they don't agree with. Was there something you had that you didn't agree with? In, um, in, in engineering, my thing was all the basic crap that we had to go through. You know, before you even get to engineering, you had to do all these different, all these, you know, like English and History and I'm like and, and and take an art class. I'm like, why do we need this? This is not going to help me in, in life. Right. That's no part of this is going to transfer into engineering for me. Right, right, right. You know, again, as a, as a you know as a as an incoming college student, I had more life experience than a lot of the other students did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they a lot of them are first out of high school. You know, and a lot of this crap that that they were teaching them. Like, hey, you're not gonna need this. I'm trying to tell you right now, you're not gonna need it. Okay, it's just sure. a waste of time and and money. Right, right. 
And do you use any special software or program? Um, Jaws and um and and Apple's um Apple's operating system is real good. Okay. And do you use AutoCAD or or, or programs like that? We're trying to, but like I said, um, it's not going to work for me because with, with Jaws, right. that's what I'm saying. They're trying to figure out what you know what software can I use for that for the AutoCAD class. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, yeah. the design class. Right, because I, I mean, I tried to use AutoCAD uh, about 15 years ago, and it was really bad then. Mm-hmm. And that was before anybody even cared about accessibility. Yep. Uh, I can only imagine what it's like now. I mean, it's not. It's a little bit better, but not to where it needs to be, where everything is, is totally accessible in school. Right. Because it's just... You, you have a lot of just people that don't care. Yeah. Since I don't, since I'm not blind, I don't have to deal with it. Right. And right I can tell right. you, you know, since I've been in school, you know, I could literally go the whole semester with no one even talk to me in class. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, know, do you? But that have all been... changed once I went to engineering. We had to. Talk, you had to communicate because they put us in groups. Right. Do you have any idea how many uh, students are actually visually impaired at at college? Then my school, it's, uh-huh. ooh, I can say it's not that many. It is not that many. Yeah, would you say one in a hundred or a little more than that? Uh, it's a little bit more than that. One in about, uh, mm, about one in a hundred. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah. If that. Yeah. I if that, yeah. Maybe less than that. And are you the only visually impaired in your program? Yep. Even in the diesel mechanic side of things? Yep. That's impressive. And yep. do you find any, any, for example, the diesel mechanic part of it, I mean, do you find anywhere where you're having problems? No, because, you know, before I came to, you know, I was a, a mechanic at first before I lost my eyesight. Sure. So basically the, the, um, the diesel mechanic is just like me going back to, to trade school. You know, right. Uh-huh. It's just, I just remember, it's just come like it's the only thing I say, well, nothing's really, again, it's not really, it's more hands on than anything. Right. You know, and we do have theory, but, you know, something that is not, it's not hard to understand. Sure. So you could put an engine together if you wanted to. Well, not yet, but come, maybe come by September, I would be. Oh, okay. Okay. So I should buy a car and get you to fix it? Yeah, if it's a diesel, yeah. <laughs> well, grab a coffee and I'll meet you down there. How's that? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm liking this more than the engineering program because, again, it's more hands-on. Yeah. We, we communicate with one when it's teamwork with this. Sure, sure. And you have to, you know, we have to wear a, a uniform, which I, you know, you know, make it like we're actually, you know, at work. I mean, I hope you don't take offense to this, but is diesel mechanics, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Does it take a lot of brain? Not really. Like engineering does? Compared to engineering, I mean, it's comparing apples to oranges. Yeah, yeah. The thing about diesel, you just have to pay attention. Sure, sure. 
that's all that is. And just whatever the instructor say, just, you know, and ask questions. That's all it is. And know what you're feeling, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you have to be careful, I guess, that you don't lose sensitivity in your fingers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the issues I had with Braille was feeling the dots was getting oh, really... Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have that, yeah. too. But yeah. I, thought, I explained that to him, too, like, hey, I don't care how big you make these dots. I'm not going to be able to, d- to do it, man. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's difficult for us, and I wish there was something we could do. Well, it's like I told him, too. You know, no disrespect to anybody that's, that's learning Braille. Uh-huh. What's the part of learning Braille now when technology is coming out where you, it reads everything to you? True. Well, you kind of have to, well, hold on a second. I have to take exception to that because think about it. If there's an EMP that's launched, the people with Braille skills are going to be the fastest to recover. Yeah, but how big of a chance is that? What? EMPs launching? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. With all the enemies you guys have? (laughs) I seriously doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Uh, okay. With the technology that, that that America has, yeah, they can literally shoot a, a missile before it gets it gets over here. They can intercept it. True, that is true. I mean, defense your defenses are pretty good, pretty good. I, I mean, it's 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 above par. Having said that, I mean, I saw a documentary last year about the electrical grid in the U.S. How how so backwards it is. I mean, how do you feel about it as an engineer? I mean, I that's electrical imagine. engineering. That's what they have to deal with. I mean, uh, I, I never, I never wanted to do electrical. Well, I kind of did, but my engineering was more aerospace. You know, with airplanes and stuff. That's not. I can okay. say the grid is hey. That, that all depends on the infrastructure of of, of the state. Where right. people stay at, and again, depending on politics, a you, you get federal money, and you get and you get local, and you get state money. So why is everything falling apart? And that's one of the questions they had during that documentary. I mean, with all the money that the federal money is, uh, the federal government's dishing out, and the state government is dishing out, why are they having so many problems with the electricity grid? Yeah. And, and you know, they just can't come up with an answer. Mm-hmm. Corruption. You think so? That has to be it. Because if you're getting the money, it's not, nothing's getting done. Somebody's taking it. Now, this is interesting. You have a very, I mean, would you say it's a dim view of government? Uh, in a way, it's not that. The, the problem is, is people don't pay attention People might vote, but they're not political. That's right. The problem. They just vote just to go vote, and instead of instead of actually listening to what these people are trying to say, what policies they want, they basically right. vote emotionally, and that's the problem. Don't right. don't vote emotionally. Vote off. Vote what what listen to what they're saying. Besides the the emotional part, instead of getting people all riled up about you know stuff that happened in the past, what about now? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I was never a slave. Right. Um, again, that happened way before. Heck, it was way before my great grandparents were were around. Right. Right. 
So why keep bringing that up when it's not going to affect you? How's, how's that affecting you today? It's not. Yeah. That's my thing. You know, vote. I say, I talk, I tell people, you know, stop listening to what the mainstream media is saying and, and, and start doing research on these, on these, on these potential candidates. What they, right. what are they saying? What, what, what kind of policies do they want to implement? Don't just say, I'm excuse me, don't just vote on, vote for somebody because they say everything is racist. Yeah. You're not going to get anything done. Yeah. And do you, I mean, did you find voting accessible to the blind? Oh, yeah, it was very accessible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were stories of how in other places it wasn't as accessible. Well, here in Texas, like I say, and in other, other places in, in America, you know, they get, we know we go in there, we give them our ID. They, mm-hmm. they tell us to sign some little document. They give us our little access code. They basically tell me my access code. I mm-hmm. go to the booth with the headphones. I put my code in, and I and I go from there. Oh, okay, so it's computerized. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have to ask you. I mean, what do you think the likelihood that it w- that the elections can be can be fooled around with? You know, <clears throat> that ha- that did happen in twenty twenty, which I'm trying to explain to people what happened. Uh-huh. I'm trying to show them the evidence. My thing is they don't want to go. They don't. They don't want to watch it. You're either in right. denial, or right. you just you know some some fooling around. Um, you're just trying to you know sock yourself out that it didn't happen. Sure. You know, but now you have a lot of you have a lot of government and state governments are are, are, are pulling back on that now. Like, hey, right. we want we want to vote an ID. There's nothing racist about an ID. Sure. You know that's been a big fight for the last year, which was which is which is really crazy, right? You know what's wrong, and that, that goes to show you some political party trying to cheat, right? <laughs> you know, and then now it's what's the other one they're trying to do? Um, oh, the mail-in voting. Some states have have, have outlawed it. Like, hey, no, you can't unless you. Unless, well, I take that back. They're saying mail-in voting can be done, but you but you have to but you have to request it, right? You know, a lot of people during the 2020 election cycle, there were people getting three or four ballots, you know, mail-in ballots, which was, which was, you know, primed for cheating. Right. And now a lot of states are saying, no, you have to request it and you, and you have to sign it. We want your signature. Right. With, with your, with your, with your state ID number. I mean, over mm-hmm. to, with your state driver license or state ID. Right. You know, and all these, all these different jobs. No, it was so much corruption. People, are, I'm, I'm glad people are finally waking up now to, to what was going on. Right. So I have to ask, and and you agree with Trump that I agree with also what he's saying. Rigged. Again, I, I I I I base my votes off of policy now instead of what I did when I was a little bit younger. Sure. You you know, hey, policy is is what gets you know that's what that's what's going to screw you in the end instead of just voting because a lot of people. You know, a lot of people on the, on the other side always they they get you right up about racism and civil rights, but that, that's what that's how they get you to vote for them. Right. And, and the policies that they implement school that they, they school Americans. That's right. That's right. And you found this easy for you? I mean, did you find it easy having to delve through all that information? Well, once I found out the actual truth, what was going on. Uh-huh. It was a total shock. I'm like, wow, I've been lied to my whole life. Right. 
and but you know, and trying to tell somebody that votes on the other side that's been a lifelong voter like that, it's hard to get them to to, to see what's going on. It's very hard, right? And so sure. you just like I said, I don't even bring it up anymore with them. I'm just like you're gonna believe what you're gonna believe. Sure, sure. You know, but you know, you keep voting the same way, nothing changes. You know that. <laughs> You know, something's got to give, man. You got to wake wake up eventually. I hope it's not too late for him to do that. Right, right. So, I mean, how do you, do you think the COVID epidemic was handled correctly or incorrectly? Heck no. You know, a lot of you know, heck, 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 look what's going on in Canada right now in Ottawa. Yeah, that big that big truck. They're tired of this crap. Yeah. You yeah. know, people in America finally starting to wake up. They're tired. We've been tired of it. You know, right. it's just like, hey, why, why, why shut the country down and and get the economy all messed up because of a, you know, hey, and then this vaccine, you can't, you can't tell nobody to get to get something that they don't want. That's tyranny. And are you getting vaccinated? Nope. That's I tell anybody, no, it's none of your. That's, I got to tell anybody, no. Why, why, you know, you don't ask me if I'm if I'm. You know, if I'm, if I'm diabetic or not, that's no that's nobody's concern. Right. You know, you know, people want to get vaccine, vaccinated. That, hey, that's cool for them. Mm-hmm. But for me, no, I have enough. I have enough health problems already as it is. Now, is your school not forcing you to? No, no school can force you. Not 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 in America. That is unconstitutional. They cannot do that. I mean, they. Uh, I think over here you can't go to school unless you're vaccinated. Mm, no, no. What they did, they were shutting the schools down for, because they didn't want nobody getting sick from, um, right. that was that. People, and a lot of people are tired of that too. A lot of yeah. these kids want to go to school. Sure. They got tired of being at home all day and, and can't do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you, how many siblings do you have? I have three. I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. And do they have uh, issues with the with the epidemic and seeing you? Mm, well, my sister she stays on she um she stays in New Jersey. Right. And my two my two uh, my other two brothers they stay here, but you know I really don't. They how can I put it? My second oldest brother he's more of you know why. Why is Texas opening up? We should be closed. I'm like, no. How are people going to work? Yeah. You know, so he, d- he doesn't have the same views as you. Oh no, not at all. And did you find that a lot gr- growing up that a lot of people didn't have the same views as you? Oh yeah, I realized when I was in high school, I, I was a lot different from everybody else. Yeah. That you know, I'm. I don't think like, I don't think this way that everybody else thinks. I think from my you know, my dad always taught me to think for myself. Sure. Sure. And has that been difficult for you? Yep. Getting through life? Well, that's why I want to stay, you know, by myself. I want right. to stay around from, from other people because I don't have time for the foolishness. Right. I'm, I'm all about business first. Right. I, and right. I tend to find that a lot harder with a lot of blind individuals here in Houston. Like right. I can't speak for everywhere else, but I know in Houston it's very hard. A lot of people are just they have their priorities messed up. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's one of the reasons we're 
that's one of the topics we're doing on our newest show, The Blind Perspective. Did COVID really affect the blind and disabled as much as it as they say it did on the media? And my thing is this- no, because I still went to school. Well, I you know, well, you know, virtually, but then once school opened up, I was the first to go. Yeah. You know, and, and plus go to work. Like you just said, you're mostly a loner. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how much could it really affect us if yeah. most of us are isolated anyway? I mean, yeah. I mean, I still go out and hang out every now and again, but I don't do it. I don't do it often. Right. Because, again, I have like today, once I go to the phone with uh, the interview with you, I'm going straight to my homework. How is your social life? I have to ask. Again, um, like I'm supposed to be at a party today for, for a friend's mother's birthday, but uh-huh. I had to cancel. Like, oh, I have, I had to get my work done. Sure, sure. You know, so, I mean, thanks for the offer, but hey, I have to get this done. Yeah. So it's not necessarily because of COVID that you didn't go. The fact is, you're loaded to bear with schoolwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I, I've seen that you are really dedicated to learning. Yeah, and, and that's taking a big, I've had blind interviews tell me I need to, I need to loosen up. I need to, you know, hang, I'm like, yeah, that's good and dandy, but my work will still be there to do. And not only that, I mean, at what point are you going to be able to, well, I mean, do you think you can make a difference? Um, it's not going to take just me. It's going to take a lot of folk like me, sure. like-minded people to, to to change the perspective right. of blind individuals. But the thing is, it, again, it takes all of us to do it. A lot of us, a lot of people think blind folk can't do anything, and other people, other folks think that all blind people want to do is party. Right. And I'm trying to change that. Like, hey, you know, but a lot of blind folks, they always get, they always give people that stereotype. Like, hey, you just. All you do is party and, and hang around. Like, no, 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 no. Right. And then you have a lot of them just complaining about financial situations when not, there's nothing really wrong with you. You can still go to work. Sure. But you sure. were to sit here and complain and, and, and mope around. No, no. You had to sit down and like, hey, I want this is what I want to do. Right. Because the way things are going now, um, I'm telling a lot of them, you better get prepared because, um, if you don't have a skill, you're going to be SOL, man. Yeah. Yeah. And do you find that happens a lot down oh, there in Texas? Oh, yes. Happens more than it should. Way more than it should. Yeah. Yeah. So discrimination down there is rampant? I want to say it's, it's rampant. It's more like for me, you have a lot of people always asking me, you know, you know, could I do it? I'm like, I wouldn't be in school if I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I get like, like of a long day of, of, of these since I've been in school for two weeks now. Sure. You know, when I, you know, when I get on, when I get on on the metro vehicle to take me home, I always, uh, a lot of times I just want to, li- I just want to sit back and listen to my headphones, you know? Sure. I don't yeah, want to no. be asking you questions about school. I'm like, look here, man, I'll try to answer them, but please, you know, I wish you would just, you know, pay attention to the roads to try to talk to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not like it all the time, but sometimes I have long, I have, 
like long hard days of school. I just want to rest. Yeah, yeah, and that's natural. I mean, it, at some point, people don't think that office work and even school work actually taxes the body. They just mm-hmm. think, oh yeah, you're sitting down learning that stuff, and it's not hard work. Well, well, look at these maintenance. A lot of this stuff is heavy. Like especially right. those tires on, on tractor on tractors, those things are they're huge. Right. Yeah. And trying to take this to break this stuff down and you know, listen to the teacher too, it's kinda it's kinda daunting, even, even for a sighted person. Sure, sure. You know, and I just wanna do you know, when it's time for me to go, I just wanna go and just you know, when I get home I just I mean I'm sorry, when I get on that big I just wanna rest. Cause I have right. to wear, cause, cause look look 'cause look at my uniform. I have to wear steel toe boots and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Those are heavy. I ain't worn steel oh, toe yeah. boots in years. Yeah, yeah. And how much, I mean, how much of diesel mechanics is hands-on? How much of the program? Bob, good, 80%, 80-90% of it. Okay. So you're actually working in a garage of mm-hmm. some sort? Mm-hmm. Wow. And what kind of vehicles do you work on? Um, right now it's just tractors. It's just tractors, the eighteen wheelers, right? And some diesel, and some deep, and some regular diesel vehicles like like vans and regular like F one. I mean F three fifty and stuff like that. But right, it's and it's two totally different. Um, um, how can I put it? They're very different. <laughs> they both may, they both may be diesel, but right. man, you, it's it's a lot different. And like the engines are, are the same, but the other stuff is not. Like the brakes and wheels are two different things. Right. And does diesel mechanics translate easily to, I don't know how else you would put it, except regular gas engines? Uh, I'll tell you what. what. What's the main difference? If you can, if you take either, if you take either course, automobile or diesel, Uh all you got to do is learn how, is learn how to work on the engine. Because right. it is kind of it is two different principles, but you know, if you can work on one, you, you can pretty much work on the other one. You can, you can, but you just have to learn the different theories, though. Sure, sure, sure. Because remember, diesel is a lot is a lot heavier. It's a lot. It's a you know, like like diesel, like big diesel trucks, like eighteen wheels. Mm-hmm. They, they don't use regular brakes like in, in in regular. They use air brakes. Air is what stops the vehicle. That's right. And Are you big, certified with air brakes? Oh, not yet. I, I can't be certified until I work two years into the in the field. And in the field, yeah. And it actually be one year once I once I get out of school because a school, you know, graduating from a, a certified program equals one year in uh, as a as a as a mechanic. Right. And your certification is that going to let you? Well, I know you're you're blind, but is that going to let you be able to drive them or just? Work oh no! On them? Oh no! I, that's one thing I I'll never be able to drive, but I can start it up and test the brakes. That's one thing I can do. Yeah, yeah. And that's assuming you're not going into a building, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that must. I mean, that must be a very difficult thing for you to do. I mean, I, I can only imagine. Just handling one of those wheels on a tractor trailer has got they are to be heavy. heavy. Let me get, get, let me tell you, they are, yeah, God, they're heavy. 
Yeah. So, I mean, what's in the future for Leon Hosea? Hopefully working, you know, um, again, hopefully working one day, hopefully, hopefully start my own trucking company if I think, if I can. Right. Right. Because I'm, I'm starting to love this. I'm starting to love this now. We're getting Are to you? the good stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, do they have startup programs down there uh, for the blind or for no, people with disabilities? Not for that. They have they have some kind of BET program, right? Where they it's basically it's basically like starting a vending machine thing. I'm like, yeah, that's good for some people, but I'm, I need something else. You need something more ch- challenging. Well, not challenging. It's just. <clears throat> How can I put? It? I just need something that's just different, you know. People have been there, done that, you know, with the vending machines. If that's what you want to do, you know, have at it. But I want something that's more fitting for me. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I have to say, you've uh, even back when I met you on the Blind View, you impressed me, and you just do it all the time now i mean your ability to to comprehend things are really amazing and uh i have no doubt what you're going to do is going to be huge well that's the thing you know a lot of a lot of other blind folks don't understand what, what what's going on right you know i gotta tell them you understand what, what i'm trying to do I'm trying to I'm trying to raise the bar so 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 a lot of sighted individuals understand that blind folk can can be more than just singers and because I'm tired of every every, every sighted person thinking I can sing because I'm blind <laughs> I play, yeah. play the piano because I'm blind I'm like no I yeah. couldn't do I couldn't do when I could see so why can I do it now I, yeah I, you know yeah it's it's crazy I mean did you have a ear for music at all I mean. I like listening to music, but that's, that's just, just, just it. Playing yeah. it, writing it down. I never, I never wanted to do that. Just, hey, if you make a good song, I'll listen to it. That's just, sure. that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, because there are some blind folks people... that, that, they love, a... they love writing music and playing the instruments, but I'm not one of them. Yeah. And it's amazing how much people figure they know the blind simply by seeing what's on television and, and stuff like that. Of course, like I'm tired of people saying, you know, Stevie Wonder could see what's going on. I'm like, you do, you do know blind folk aren't dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm tired of people saying that. Like, why do you, like, you know, like they, like they said the other day that Stevie Wonder has children. I'm like, how come he can't have children? Yeah. I mean, do you hope to have children someday? Yeah. <laughs> Think the way things are now, I don't want to have where's a child in this world right now because it's bad, man. Things are just <laughs> Well, you can always move up here. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Cause I gotta tell you, I mean, you're gonna be a catch for whatever woman wants you, man. Yeah, but like I say, I've I've had offers to date women. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess I have to turn you down because you know, I'm trying to focus on myself. Sure. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't be with somebody with being broke. Right, right. And are you ever going to stop focusing on yourself and no enjoy life? 
I'm gonna enjoy life. But like I said, once I graduate, I'm gonna take. Also, I'm, I'm saving money now to go on a little vacation. Mm-hmm. But once I come back, I have to hit the ground running again. Are you <laughs> gonna go? Are you gonna go with anyone? Or are mm, you gonna go? Maybe with some family members, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta thank you for being on the show. And again, if people want to listen to you, they can tune into the Blind Perspective every Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, you'll be a regular, uh, contributor on that show. And I can't wait to get started talking to you about things there. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Some of the things we have planned. And, mm-hmm. uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. You've been an amazing guest and, uh, I love listening to everything you have to say, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. I can't wait. To, right. I just can't wait to start the Bob perspective next Saturday. Yeah, I hope so too. Mm-hmm. All right. 